With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 185. Talk about prank panel behind the scenes. Hey friends, this is a very special week. One, it's my birthday. And two, last night my husband's new show, The Prank Panel, previewed on ABC and Hulu. What makes this an even sweeter week is that I'm actually in the show. I'm in the very first episode. So Prank Panel is an irreverent show where ordinary people like you and me throw pranks at friends, family, and coworkers. And they're helped out with three expert prank spurts, Johnny Knoxville, Eric Andre, and Gabby Sidibe. In my episode, I play a wedding planner. I know, such a stretch. And I would love for you to give it a watch on Hulu, preferably before you listen to this episode, so we don't spoil anything for you. Now, I know we all love a good look behind the scenes, and there is so much that just can't make it into the final cut of the show. So in today's podcast, I'll be talking to my husband, Joe Dallow, about his role as consulting producer and production designer, and also two wedding industry pros featured in this episode, husband and wife, Alan Katz and Alex Buenaflor, both of great officiants. This episode is a super fun departure from our usual, and I really hope you enjoy it. So go grab a coffee, grab a tea, and let's prank it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, this chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Welcome back to the show, my sweet husband. How are you? Hey, baby. <laughs> he is. You're in another room in our house. <laughs> yes, I'm hiding so nobody can know where I'm talking from. I, I love it. I live in a hidden world. <laughs> you're in Narnia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, you're here today to talk about behind the scenes of your new show, The Prank Panel. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so- yes, very much. So uh, for everyone listening, when this episode airs, uh, you will maybe have already seen the show because it premiered the day before this episode airs. But if you have not seen the show, you might want to stop listening and go to ABC and or Hulu and watch the show first because we're going to give you some behind the scenes scoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long has Prank Panel been in your life? Prime Panel came into my life in August of 2022. Actually, the end of July 2022. I was uh, I was called about the job, interviewed, and hired, and started. I think it was the first week of August. I was hired as a consulting producer and as basically the production designer, overall guru of hidden camera, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's tell the people a little bit about your background. For those of you who only know Joe as my husband, uh, <laughs> it's so much more than that. So how did you get involved in Hidden Camera? I wound up out here in uh, Los Angeles because, after 9-11 because of just work. I needed to come out here and do some work and uh, get out of New York. And I came out here to be a stand-up comic. And I had a job with a friend of mine named Celine and Oscar. They had a business. And they were doing a show called Punked. 
And by season two, I was the lead man, which is the guy who kind of controls the insanity of the art department crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, from punk, it just snowballed into hidden camera show after hidden camera show after hidden camera show and the jackasses. That made me well known now, of all things, in the hidden camera large prank world. Right. So you were with punk for how many years? All of them. I did first season. The only season I didn't work on, and I only worked as a consultant, was for the season they did on BET. But I've done every season of Punk. Yeah, so about 10 years, 12 years, something like that. I've lost track, yeah. Probably even more. (laughs) So you're known in in L.A. as a hidden camera... uh, I was going to say genius, but I know you hate when I say that. Like You're like the guy for hidden camera here. Yeah, uh, there's not many of us out here, starting with the Funts, Alan Funt and his family and his uh, son Peter. Uh, they're still in the hidden camera industry. There's Joe Warson. And then I'm pretty much now one of the top guys for Hidden Camera in Hollywood at this point. Prank Panel is hosted by Johnny Knoxville, Eric Andre, and Gabby Sidibe. And two out of those three people you've worked with before. Yes, I worked with uh, Johnny Knoxville on Jackass 3 and 4. I worked with him on uh, WrestleMania. I got to go to WrestleMania and help Johnny Knoxville beat Sami Zayn. And then uh, I got to work on Bad Grandpa. I built one of the props for Bad Grandpa. So I've known Johnny for a long time. He, he's, he knows my work, let's say. Yeah, and then with Eric, you had a project with him that was caused yeah. by the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. I did, the, I did Bad Trip with Eric Andre. Uh, mm-hmm. I did the part in the beginning that sucks all the clothes off his body. And it was amazing uh, to do that. But then we got offered to go to... South by Southwest, and I was excited because I was going to do this big prank at South by Southwest, and then pandemic ended it. So, but Pad Trip is a great movie. I was so proud to be a part of that project. So I got to work with Eric Andre on that. Right, actually, and, I've seen more of Eric Andre than I ever need to see again. Let's put it that <laughs> yeah, way. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And fun fact about Bad Trip, uh, you and I are actually in that movie. Yeah, right actually, there. that episode that I was in, <laughs> I knew all the producers. Again, I've been in it forever. Jeff Tremaine was part of it, and all the guys. So when I was at that shoot that I was a part of, they asked me if I could just be a fill-in at the bad trip scene. They were shooting at this catering thing, and they said, free beer, and you can bring your wife. So I was like, oh, that'll be fun. Let's go, knowing that I was just supposed to fill the seat. But the problem was, because I've been in the industry for so long, all the cameramen knew me. So I had, like, two camera guys zooming on on me and you the whole time. And to our surprise, it's the closing scene of the, of the movie is me and you just staring there and me, like, a drunk drinking a beer. Right, and I have a lot of really over yeah. overblown reactions. You you were great because you knew you were you were involved, so you knew to play it up a little bit. But we never knew that our playing it up was going to be on camera. So yes, well, you do and have also a. Also, they sat me with my back to the action, so I thought there's no way they're getting this because uh, I was naive. Well, I didn't know either because they told me afterwards. I saw the cameraman. They were like, "Joe Dallow, we didn't know you were going to be here. We were all excited, so we all shot. We all took film. We, oh, I got some <laughs> great shots of you." And I'm like, "Oh, dudes, man, you know me. I'm not supposed to be in this stuff, even though I'm in like." ton of episodes of punk and stuff yeah so let's fast forward to prank panel so you got the call that they were doing this hidden camera show can you be part of the crew what was your actual uh job like day to day or week to week or bit to bit i were i oversaw everything involved with the first this is a three-part show involved the first part is the people get to pitch their pranks to the celebrities then they choose which ones we're going to do. The second part, we actually pull these pranks off on people. And then in the third part, Johnny, Gabby, and Eric get together with the the Mark and the accomplice, and they go over the episode. So I had nothing to do with that. I was done by that point. But the beginning parts, I oversaw the writing to help with them write the episodes. 
helped them with pulling little pranks on each other. And then it became kind of a war between Eric, Gabby, and Johnny, and they were all yeah, playing that's, that's some real behind the scenes pranks on each other. And the crazy part is I am usually the guy that figures out how to do the prank or hires the people to do the prank or things like that. And they do it to each other, but somehow I just glide right, glide right over the top of it. Like nobody ever realizes I'm the one doing all the rotten things that they think that they're doing it to each other. So it got yeah. really crazy and it was a lot of fun. I think the whole behind the scenes culture of a show like this is very interesting for people who aren't involved because I remember like really early in the process when everyone was just writing, you came home and told me, didn't you put stickers on all of the lights that said they were clap? Like, oh, clap? I did horrible things with people in there. I, I put all the, all the light switches had a thing that either said uh, motion activator or clap activator. <laughs> so, and I would tell, and then so people would watch other people walking in and like clapping and hit. And then the lights were motion censored. So they believed that they really did it. So they would they would walk into the room and clap and they thought they were so I did that and I would do things like I put this little beeping noise in a couple of offices that would go off like every minute would just go beep beep so and you're it basically would, trying to drive people bananas yeah that's basically, just basically my job my life so when the idea came down that there was going to be a wedding themed prank what was your involvement in that specific like design and or execution well what happens on this show and any show I work on they will tell me that they're going to shoot at what we were shooting at which was this this restaurant uh, with the wedding area in the back and then I go and I look at the area and my job is to figure out like can we do it there is there enough room where can we put the cameras and how will the prank flow through this area how will the people come from so that is my job for in general in all hidden camera shows and then I design the work I design the the look I design how the cameras are being head and then what I do how I run my itself part of the job is I hired the best of the best. Like I find the best decorators, the best art directors, the best lead men, and I let them do their job. So we work as a machine. And once that machine starts flowing, we just start going and then we just build and we kind of create a tornado effect. And then before you know it, you're in the middle of a wedding and you feel like you're in a wedding. But listen, I'm going to be honest. I've done a lot of weddings in my lifetime. I was in a wedding show and stuff like that. But the stuff I did for this show was generally influenced by the times I've gotten to work with you, so I kind of knew what weddings were about. Right, right. Because I know years ago, when I think, I don't know, what, was it when we first started dating, you did that one show where there was an actress who didn't quite know how to play a wedding planner? Great actress. Julie's a great actress. She came in, didn't know anything, and she's walking around going, okay, everybody, I, I, I got it. And she's freaking out, and I just stopped everything because, again, I have a very large control of everything that's going on on set. And I said, can I talk to you for a second? And I said, let me explain something to you, okay? My wife is a wedding planner, and she would never let them see her sweat. You would never be stressed. You are the calm point at the wedding that the bride and groom need. Don't forget that. And that actress looked at me and went, oh, I see. And I basically just described you. And then she switched it down all of a sudden, put, put her little folder next to her chest and went like this, okay, everybody. We're going to rehearse the wedding now and I, I was i was impressed but if i didn't know that and i've never i didn't know what a wedding planner did i would have just thought oh yeah that's how they all act like that's i think the general yeah. consensus yeah well and, and for me you know as as your spouse and someone who gets to hear some of the some of the behind the scenes stuff on the day-to-day -day, when you said there was a, a wedding you know show you're going to do a wedding themed episode i was like well who who's the mark like who's the accomplice and you said well these are real officiants now i happen to know Alan and Alex just from so you know socially but I was like oh it's gonna be really hard to trick them yeah it's no really hard to trick her 
it was very important. And that's what led to your involvement, basically, was we go on what they're called scouts. It's pretty obvious. Uh, we go to the scout, and I'm standing there with, I mean, there's everybody there. There's the Knoxvilles and the directors and the producers. And I said to one of the segment producers, I said, uh, this is a real wedding officiant. Uh, I think I said my wife is a wedding planner. This is a real a wedding officiant. If there's not a real wedding planner here, she's going to call it out. Because I knew that Alan and Alex were both professionals and could see through it. And my job really is to make things look as real as possible. The little touches on everything are just have to be important. And I never forget, I turned to one of the producers and said, you need to get a wedding planner. They need to be here or it's going to screw it up. And the producer turns to me and goes, oh, that's a great idea. I'm asking Alan now who he should, if he knows anybody. And I turned and said, he's going to recommend my wife because my wife is one of the best in the business. And she looked at me and said, oh, oh, really? Looked at her phone and went, oh, shit. And it was you. He had put your name down. <laughs> That's very kind. <laughs> and then uh, I said that, okay. And I said, yeah. And then I put them in touch with you. And then it kind of was, at that point, it was out of my hands. Yes. Uh, other than they got to talk to you. It's like, that's my job. It's like, oh, here's the people you need to make this look good. I handed them you and they ran with the ball. And then it went from no wedding planner whatsoever in the script to Renee, not wedding planner. It just said yeah. Renee. And well, I was like, I had Whoa. talked to the producers, Angela and Nate. I had, I was on the phone with them for quite a while and they were very, uh, they were asking me excellent questions, very specific questions. And then it occurred to me, you know, as I was talking to them that um, I really wanted to do this because I've seen so many, you know, we've seen so many weddings in the media, obviously. So many times the people involved, like the actors who play the, the wedding planner or the other professionals, they really either overdo it or underdo it. And or I watch something on TV and I'm like, that's not how it really is. And so I really, if we're going to make it real and we have to because it's hidden camera, I be became very invested in making sure that it was real. And they, and they, you know, to everyone's credit on your show, they really wanted that too. So you're right. It went from like, oh, let's just casually talk to Renee and get her opinion to like, now I'm in the script. <laughs> well, that's what was important was you weren't involved in anything other than what to do with Alex and how to keep Alex around because, yeah. and, and that's why I stayed out. I didn't really get involved. I didn't see you actually much of the shoot day. Uh, yeah. I was busy doing my job, which is everything around you not, you doing uh, what you're going to be having to do. And, right. um, and I, I did a lot of walkthroughs in that morning with the director and the cameraman and, and Knox and the actors. I was just sort of a fly on the wall just there um, when somebody, someone would come up and say, well, do you think the flowers should be there? Would flowers be there? And I'm like, yeah, you know, flowers would be there. They were so interested in getting all the details right. I just found it very, I don't know, it was very admirable. Like how even even Knox, just he wanted to make sure that nothing would tip her off before they wanted her to know what was going on. Well, this is how I work. I don't know how other producers and production designers and other shows work. I do, but I won't specify. But from Punked and any hidden camera show I work on, I don't like to reenact anything that has happened already just to get a better angle or a better shot because the audience never cares. They don't care that they're not a perfect angle. They care about the realism and the audiences aren't yeah. stupid. They're smart and they see the difference. That's why Punked ran for what, 13 seasons? Because we never faked it. It was always real. We only used the footage that we could get. And Johnny was very specific about that being also the situation. I fought for that, he fought for that, Johnny Kimmel fought for that and we, and we got it. And that's what makes the show so good. And then, and then people like uh, Alex, who reacted better than we ever expected, than I ever expected. And I've done, 
I've, I've done thousands of these at this point. Yeah. I like that your detail was funny because I'll never forget this moment where I was like, you never say anything about the set. I think you were very like, oh, yeah, this is great. That's exactly how blah, 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 because, you know, I know what I'm doing. But my favorite moment was you walked by and you looked at a table and went like this. Well, that cake is a little cartoonish or a little over the top, don't you think? And I go, <laughs> you'll see why. <laughs> you'll and see. I made a joke about it to Alex. Did you? I, just Yeah, yeah. Just in case she saw it and went, why is there this huge cake for 20 people? I said something to her. I don't know if it's going to be left on the show. Probably not, because it was really an aside. Oh, okay. I said, look at this cake. I mean, did you think they got this for Instagram? Who's going to eat all this cake? Like, and she kind of giggled, and we giggled about it, and then we moved on. Because I thought, like, if I don't address this, that was the only piece of the set that I was like, okay, this doesn't. This looks weird. <laughs> but that's a perfect example of what I do, which is I know I knew it looked over the top because that's how detail oriented you have to be. Yeah. What I do and what you do almost are the same in that every minor detail is important because if it's not, something can go wrong. Right. The problem is for me is it could be a million dollars worth of set dressing and design that just go to shit. And then I'm, 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 I'm held to blame. So I'm really meticulous about it. I'm very meticulous. I'm actually a different person when I'm on set because I have, you know, everything's right, riding on it. Yeah. Me. And the funny part is, is if something goes wrong on that set that has to do with that prank or the cameras being found, I'm the one that gets looked at. I'm the one who has to answer to that. So I'm very particular about it. So it was felt really good that day because I was like, the only thing she noticed was the cake and she'll like what happens to the cake. And you did. It was very funny what happened. Yeah, there was a lot that happened like in rapid succession. Like the bit was very well constructed to have this like crescendo. And I was really impressed. Um, that it all it all sort of I mean we'll see in the edit right but it all um, it all really happened in real time just mm -hmm. once <laughs> and and it and it had the the needed effect on LS who um, you'll see in the episode had a tremendous reaction I know that our episode that we did together was kind of midstream in the process of record of shooting all these episodes did you have another episode this season that you really want people to watch or is it just mine? Say it was just mine. Like, it's just yours, hon. I don't. I, were there other episodes? I don't even remember. Yeah, you I, I like thought we did that, episodes. and I, I finished. I'm pretty sure. I didn't feel like anything else really happened. How many episodes did you do total for the season? The the we did the impossible. I don't want to brag, but we did 20 of those type of pranks in five weeks, basically, with yes. only having one to do in the fifth week. But we did what most people think is impossible because they weren't just like trick you, like poke you in the eye, tickle you. you know, was, these were like major. Like when you see the episode, it's major what we did to all these people. But this was my favorite episode because the stress level I had with you being in the episode, with so much of it riding on my plans, my designs, that when it ended, I literally felt like I had a baby. Like I was like, oh, oh, like it felt so relieving because it went so well. And it went well because this is the way I can explain it the best. It went so well that at the end of the season, uh, me and Knoxville were emailing back and forth. And I said, hey, man, such a pleasure working with you again. Always a great time. And he wrote back, thanks again. We couldn't have done the show without you. And then wrote, who knew your wife was more talented than either one of us put together? And I felt so like, can I curse on your show, hon? Yes. Fuck yeah. I was like, that's fuck yeah. That's what I was like. Like, I felt so proud of us at that moment, yeah. not just you, but us, because we showed them, like, we worked as a team. We, yeah. we didn't work together, which worked as a team, to be honest with you, because <laughs> you had to deal with what you do, and I don't deal with the actual acting part of it. I'll deal with actors on how to make them do a better job of the acting part, but what goes on, you know, I'll tell you right now, people can think Hollywood's fake and all that. Johnny Knoxville really made that episode better. 
he really pushed it to the limits. He knew how to construct those little things, like the little, there's a goofy song at the end that he had written. The whole premise kind of was what he wanted to do. And it's really, it, it truly is an epic episode. I, I have never seen somebody react the way Alex did. And I never <laughs> feared for a man's life more than I feared for Alan's Seriously. about three quarters of the way through because at that point, it's out of my hands. I'm just watching what's going on, and I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm more care. To be honest with you, I care more about how it looks. I really, I'm trying to like, oh, right. that looks pretty. That looks good. Right. But I was vested in this, and you just, they were, you were just so part of the episode. They could have. I'm gonna honestly say this: they could have not done that episode without you. Oh, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. For for my for my part of it, um, it was the day after I returned back from Fiji on the fam trip that I did to Fiji last year. So I was on a plane for what. Uh, I had like a 24-hour jet lag, like it was a 24-hour time time difference. Um, I showed up to set, and I was like, I'm a zombie, and they covered me in makeup. And you'll see when you see the episode, but basically my job was to move Alex through through the storyline, right? I had mm -hmm. to make sure she was standing in specific places for specific pranks, and I had to make sure – I was like her touchstone of reality because she knew me, but also I was very aware – and later in the episode, I said something about 12 cameras. And you told me, Dave, there was more like, what, 16 cameras? I lost track. Okay. There's, well, I lost track. There was, I, there was so many cameras. Our camera department, our camera, it was a new show for a lot of the camera people. So they were making sure they covered all the angles. And they really pushed my they, – they, they truly tested me more than any other show when I was trying to hide and come up with 17 ways to put a camera in front of you. And we're talking not just little toy cameras. We're talking a man right. holding a camera yeah. to a camera the size of a, of a, mic, of a, of a toaster oven yeah. to and, tiny, tiny. Yeah, and so primarily my job was to keep her in front of cameras without standing directly, without blocking yeah. any cameras, which normally on a TV set, there's maybe maximum three cameras. So when you're doing hidden camera and there's upwards of a dozen cameras, um, it was a lot. I felt like a lot of I had a little anxiety and I felt a lot of pressure. I was proud of, of my piece of it because, again, you know, back to that piece of like I just really wanted to make sure that the wedding community was represented accurately. Like I never want to do anything that's going to put the wedding community in a bad light. I just want to make sure that that if we're going to if we're going to put weddings on TV or in the movies, we're doing it correctly. And so for that piece, I was proud. And then, of course, when Johnny sent that sweet email, you showed it to my dad and my dad read it. Christmas dinner. I was like, well, okay, we can stop now with, with the nice, very nice words. I, I think you bring up a really good point. What you did that day is such a vital, important part of the show, of, of any hidden camera show, is because since there's cameras everywhere, we're worried that that person's going to go, why is this weird box over here? Why is there a mirror on this heater over here or something like that? If you leave people alone, they look around. But if somebody's with them the entire time, you have control. The wrangler will be like the actresses. They, you that person controls the person we're going to prank, and that is the vital role because yes, because while you're doing that, I'm around circling and I'm pulling all the other people away from the camera who aren't Alex, and I'm trying to find why they can't. So it's it's a total flowing motion, and the fun part, the part, it's like surfing because nobody, there's one person in this entire room. Well, not that show, that episode. Like I swear. Two of the guests and all of the staff didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and you're, didn't know that it was fake. I'll tell you, it's like pulling an Ocean's Eleven job. That's what it feels like. <laughs> it feels like you're pulling a, a caper because you're making somebody believe that they're this or they're that. And this is happening and that's going on. And this is real and that's real. And when you finish, it just feels like you pulled off the biggest caper. 
And the thing that I found was the most interesting, and you don't, those of you who know her will know that she's very strong-willed and and has her ways and is very positive, my wife. But the night before she went, can you give me any pointers? <laughs> Which should I do? And I just looked at you and I said, nothing. Do nothing and yeah. just be Renee at a wedding, running a wedding. Don't worry about anything else. And you took that bit of information and you, you times it by 10, by 100, because all of a sudden I was like, oh, she's, she's pushing that person out of the way of the camera. The reason I wanted to do this episode with you and then next I'm going to talk to um, Alan and Alex is because I just think the behind the scenes is always so interesting, right? And it's it, there's always so much more than they can put on camera, even on a wedding day. So it, I just love hearing the behind the scenes stories. Well, I'll tell you, hidden camera, practical joke. Now, not so much when they just kind of put two cameras and call stuff, but what, what I do and people that kind of do what I do also is I've worked with people that have had 25, 30, 40 years in this industry, join a hidden camera show and be like, ah, I've done this a ton of times. I've, I've done on this set. And I've worked on this set. And I go, it's nothing like you've ever done before. No. Be prepared. You're going to be shocked. And they all look at me like, you don't know. I've been in the business for 25, 30. And the day after the first shoot, they look at me and go, oh, my God, that's insane. Yeah. It's crazy because never on a set you hear people go, run, hide, hide. They're here. They're here. Lay down. Fake it. No, that's the only set you ever hear that. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've been behind a shed, under a car, behind a wall, just hiding because the person showed up that we were pranking and we yeah. weren't ready in time. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into it. And I was making a joke on, on set, uh, like after we were done shooting, when we were off the bar that night, <laughs> someone said like, oh, how did you get this gig? And I was like, oh, nepotism. <laughs> but also I'm really skilled. Like I, the, the combination of like my acting background, knowing how to behave on set, knowing how to behave in front of a camera, and also everything I know from doing weddings, like it was sort of a perfect storm. So thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> All right, guys, stay tuned for part two of our episode where I talk to Alan Katz and Alex about what it was like being on the show. All right, so now this is part two of our episode all about Pank Panel, and I am joined right now by the lovely Alan Katz and Alex. How are you? We are great. How are you doing? Excited. She's she still you... hasn't forgiven me. <laughs> well, I can't imagine that she would. What was it like watching yourselves on TV? Uh, you know, I see myself on TV all the time, so <laughs> just a natural thing. But for her, it was even more exciting. It was surreal. I, I can't believe I'm on TV. So I think the you... thing that made us the most excited, especially her, was when the commercial appeared during the Academy Awards. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, because I got a lot of text messages that were like, you were on the Oscars. And I was like, I was on the uh, what? Because yeah. I, I wasn't watching. Were you watching when it aired? No, no. I got the same thing. I got a bunch of texts that say, oh, my mm -hmm. gosh, you just your wife was on the Academy Awards and she was on a phone call. What did you think, Alex? Were you like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was pranking me again. Like, <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? I, I didn't quite get what he was saying. What Oscars? And yeah, then, yeah and then um, my my phone, my messages started like, popping. Hey, hey, I saw you in Oscars. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, they didn't tell any of us that we were going to be I wish we were one of the award recipients. Yeah. Well, one day, one day. I mean, first ABC, then the world, obviously. Right. Um, okay, so I want to get into, like, the nitty-gritty. Okay, first of all, Alan, what 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 possessed you to want to prank your wife, first of all? That's one. I, I know. Because I know that's what everyone is thinking. Well, you know, I, A, 
it's a chance to be on TV is always a good chance. I mean, there's sure. no bad publicity, right? <laughs> so anything I can do to get on TV, get her on TV, and get more widely Fair. known. Honestly, for for a business standpoint and a personal standpoint, is something that I love doing. Yeah. So trying to find a way to do it, and then I saw the casting notice, and I'm like, hmm, this could be fun. I'm like, who could I prank? I've pranked my officiants before on another prank show. Yeah. This time, I'm going to prank her. So did yeah. you think that Alex would just be a good candidate to be pranked because she would react, or did you just not even really know what she was going to do? Oh, I prank her all the time. I play practical <laughs> jokes on her all the time. Yeah. All the time. And, and she's like, what, what? And I'm like, I got you again, you know? Okay, so and because so my husband it. does pranks professionally, I told him before we got married that if he ever pranked me, I would divorce him immediately. So Joe <laughs> has been on alert for like 12 years, and I'm like, I'm waiting for you to try to get me, and I'm out man i will not have it but also he's like a professional prankster so like his pranks are like i'm gonna explode something in your face kind of thing like they wouldn't right. be mild they would be like devastating and like possibly dangerous you know you know i really had no idea what was involved in it when i went down yeah um and... so you met with the producers and everything and they said to you what's the idea and you said i want to prank my wife at a wedding yes i want to do a wedding prank because that's what we do i mean that's sure. what we do every day sure. i do weddings she does weddings and so what better place to prank her, someplace that she wouldn't be expecting it, than a wedding. I don't know, what was it, a Wednesday or something? Like, yeah. none of this was a red flag for you, right? You were just like, okay. No, not at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, think anything about that. I go, I just do, because I love doing weddings. And and if there's a wedding, oh my God, I will be honored. I will be honored to be there. And when when he told me, when he chopped your nail, I go, oh my God. It's Renee. I'm like, really, honey? Seriously? No, not Renee. I go like, I cannot mess up because it's Renee. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> so, Alex, that makes me feel oh, even worse about I what we did No, who would have thought? Who would have Well, thought? and also, you know, creating the backstory of why I couldn't do it. Right. That was all part of it, too. That so too. I had to create a story of why I couldn't be there and cover that wedding. Right. And that's well, and I was... had to create a story about why I was doing a wedding on a random Wednesday at this venue that I never that I had never been to before, but that I had never you know been associated with we it. Do, so... We do random, random. Yeah, um, all the time. All yeah. the time, yeah. yeah. And especially right. since it's the venue where we met. Uh -huh. that See, that's made... the piece of it that's bananas. Right. Yeah. And I, I was, oh my God, really, honey? Why are you not doing this? And he goes, he has all the excuses in the world. So, yeah. okay, go, honey, this is going to be easy. And we're never going to be taken care of. Go, really i don't need to talk to the couple you know like, something like that so oh okay no no this is really easy so just just go with what renee will tell you yeah. oh okay but it was it was such a huge pressure on my side because of you not you know anything else and there were a lot of logistics ahead of time to yeah. try and make sure that it, yeah. it made sense not at all i i thought that <laughs> I thought that um, you just missed me. So, you were talking to me. <laughs> so I had an earpiece the entire time. It's the first time that we, we're going to yes. work together. That's and right. um, I was really very excited working with you and knowing this one. And I, if I mess up, oh my God, honey, that's Renee. You can <laughs> You're so mess funny. Up. I know that she's not going to mess up because she's a pro. Of course. She, so she's on, amazing. But on top of that, I really was so nervous already. Just, yeah. just know that working with you because <laughs> you're so sweet and so planner. ridiculous. You know, he's one of a really, really, you know, professional planners, and that just—that's why I was nervous already. Yeah. So I, 
I I was so really very very um happy that you are you kind of like making me calm down while you're yeah. chatting with me. Oh good. I I mean I talk to you a lot. Like yes, more I go than like, than the back of my head. I go Benin's just a really really nice friend. Oh, that's so sweet. I want to talk to him. What I didn't even realize that he's already listening to us. Right, we're in the you're, you're in the control room, you know, <laughs> yeah. saying, oh, no, let's make sure this is happening and this is happening. And, and so happening. when they're doing that, that Johnny's in my ear. And also, I knew where the 12 cameras were, and I was specifically instructed to not have you or me stand in front of them. So right. frequently, I would just be drifting away because they're like, move her closer to the cake. And I'm like, what kind of like I was I was actually mm -hmm. moving you through the through the scene mm -hmm. based on what they were saying in my ear. And that was something that was new to me. Even as an actor, you don't have someone in your ear. So that was an interesting like. I was really exhausted by the end of the day because it was oh, a lot of yeah, um, information. Yeah. They did an amazing job hiding the hiding the cameras, and that's what they do. You know, that's what my they, husband does. I mean, he literally hides cameras for a living. Had she walked into the building or into the room behind it, she would have seen everything. Oh, everything! And, yeah, mm -hmm. everything was behind it. Okay, so let's talk about your reaction, <laughs> which to this day I feel. Oh God! I mean, I literally thought I was like, she's gonna have she's going to have a heart attack. Like we, mm -hmm. I was worried a little bit. Yes. Honestly. honestly. So what were you thinking in that moment? To be very, very honest. So, so the last part when I saw him handcuffed, yeah. oh my God, is had they waited before they like revealed everything, had they waited, I could have peed on my pants. Seriously, <laughs> Renee, because I would rather be in jail than him because a oh, lot of, oh. a, a lot of, Things had in, in mind already. Yeah. Oh my God! What about the company? What about the office? What about the the the, the, the official? What I'm gonna do with him if he gets? Because yeah. I saw the handcuff and he was like, yeah. like crying. So I had no, I did not really, really suspect anything. Yeah, air inch at all. The officer kind of almost blew it a few times. He did. This and, is his, his overacting on yeah, it. Because yeah, you could see it. It was so funny just watching her. Like you know, like when you say something, the dog, you know, it's like. What? Yes. Yes. So for full transparency for everyone listening, we're actually recording this about a month before you see the episode. So neither none of us have seen the final edit of our episode. Right. Um but you saw a version of it at the yeah. live. Mm -hmm. So what did you think when you saw it back? Oh my god. I I couldn't believe I pulled it off. I I couldn't I couldn't believe in and Johnny Nasdaq and and, the, and and all the crew and the cast was so so nice. So the, the first thing I put in mind is, oh my God, I, I think I gave them what they needed. That's oh, the, yeah, the first the thing best. I had in mind. Oh, and, yeah. yeah when, when Johnny and I, I went into the building after everything is out, I went into the building, and here she is. And everybody is like clapping, yeah. applauding. It was like, I think I gave what they needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not knowing what they needed because it was a complete surprise. Yeah. I mean, there was there was no reshoots. There was no second chances. There was no like, let's get a let's get a closer up of her reaction. Absolutely not. Like it was one and done and out the door. I actually was feeling because I, again, had never seen you do a, a, a ceremony. You were so wonderfully good that I was like, oh, my God, why are we ruining this? Like, I wasn't at the live. So there's a there was a part for everyone listening. So like the show was done in three parts. There was a part where um, Alan pitched his idea. Then there was the mm -hmm. execution of the prank, which I was at. And then there was this third part where they replayed the footage. Right. With you guys there and Johnny and Eric and Gabby, right? Uh -huh. And the studio audience. Uh -huh. And the studio audience. Yeah. But did they leave in the part where you said to Johnny, I'm worried about you. You always hurt yourself. 
you like grabbed Johnny's arm and you were like, but I'm so worried about you always. Are you yeah. taking care of yourself? And he was like, I'm so touched by this woman. Like, and it also felt like you were a fan of his in that moment. I was like, oh, this oh, is the sweetest. I, yeah, I've, I've seen all, all of Guys, I cannot believe that. Are you for real? I, I, That's I, what you said. Are you for I, real? That's what you I, said I, to him. Yes. Touch him and, and he was so sweet. I have he's, he's never nice. realized he is that sweet guy. As oh, he yeah. Is. He's super nice. You know, jackass. And they go, oh, my God, this guy's so mean. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's like so mean crazy. about the pranks, but he's a nice human. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I, I kind of, but I was a huge fan of his. And, and one time I think um I was I was watching one of his shows when he came home and yeah I had just been at the studio we just been shooting like pre stuff and interviewing yeah. and I come home and Johnny Knox was on TV and I'm like oh my god she knows she knows she knows she knows and that was just her way of telling me she knows no it was just one of those happenstances it was just a random thing that I was oh, watching him funny. after the after the shooting after the the set day I was scared oh yeah 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 I was scared and on top of that because I still can't believe it happened I go yeah it was surreal kind of happened? What just but, happened? but I think afterwards we went to dinner afterwards and we yeah. just kept going oh my god and we did yeah. this and then I kept telling her the backstory and we were just yeah. laughing <laughs> yeah. we were just laughing the whole night I slept on the couch for a week we were laughing <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, like, you know, shooting the show like this is really difficult for the cast for like, not, not really the cast because the cast changes every week. I mean, it's hard for them too, but the crew goes through a lot on a show like this. It's funny as I observed through the years of knowing my husband, right? On the, on the days where it goes really well, like it did for us, the crew mm -hmm. really celebrates. Like they, they really, and Aww. the days where it doesn't go well, they feel it. Like if it mm -hmm. doesn't work out, like they all take it pretty personally right and i just think it's lovely because everyone cares so much about creating a good show but that night after your episode um joe and i were headed home my husband and i were driving home it was a long day like i had gotten there at like the crack of dawn like you know we had been there all day and we were just like let's just go home and then we were like 10 minutes out and we get a call from the some crew you know friends of my husband's that are also producers on the, and the crew and they're like where are you guys we're all at the mexican restaurant and joe was like well that hasn't happened yet okay and i was like <laughs> we're going so we oh, went yes. to the mexican restaurant and everyone was really celebrating both of you because it, it had gone really well that day oh. and and that means a lot to everyone you know and it was nice we did the same thing over margaritas like is so it like can you believe it and oh my god and oh but that thing happened and that that cue didn't go as well as we wanted to but you know it's it's like when you create this thing together this little bit of entertainment for people mm -hmm. um it's fun and it really makes everyone even on the back end it makes everyone feel good it's just like it's just like when planning a wedding Proper planning prevents this poor performance. That's right. Right. So we plan this. And I mean, there were things that you came to me with that I came to them mm -hmm. with. I go, no, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do this. Let's try this, this, and this. Okay. And by doing that, proper planning prevented that piss poor production. Um, it was when the DJ. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's not normal. He, he was. No. At the bar. Oh my God. Why he was did yelling I things. I was so mad yeah. when it happened. I was like, because I thought there's no way she's going to think I allow, I would never allow that. I know. Right. I know. Yeah. I that know. was the only but it kind of made it, it's kind of another side show within the show. Listen, he, is, he has, oh, he's going to have his own that. cult following after when this show finishes airing. I, everyone loves him and he's but just I lovely. Talk, I talked to him. I go, yeah. this is what's going to happen. I, I'm giving him briefing. So I, we will cue in the song, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I yeah. talk, right? And then he kind of like really weird. Yeah. Uh, first time. And then he started yelling. I go, yeah. 
when he started yelling, I was like, no, we're, this is over. She already knows. She knows. Why would a DJ ever scream before the ceremony? Right. No, what did they do? I don't, yeah. I had no control over that. That was some impulse. That was no, some impulse you know, it's it still it worked in the whole thing because the whole thing was just weird and bizarre. Uh, yeah, the whole and... thing was just odd. Really the thing that I was uh, surprised is the mom. When the when the oh, champagne yeah. pop, yeah. that's why I don't like alcohol. You know, the mom and the dad, they're yeah. like really talking like yeah. They're concerned, like yes. I don't like intoxicated. Blah, blah, they were blah, blah. excellent actors. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. That's why I go. It's okay, it's okay. And yeah. I told her, Renee is here. She's gonna take care. Of <laughs> I remember you said that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Renee is gonna take care of it. Renee is here. He, I don't, and you, you probably found this out at some point. But the actress who played the bride, those are her actual parents. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They, they oh, okay. kind of like really look alive. Yeah, those are her actual parents, and everyone—they're all actors, so and it makes sense. Apparently, now they're his parents. <laughs> and now they're. And, 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 and that's why they're keeping uh-huh. it in the family. Oh, that song, I that song, you know that song. Still going through my mind. I mean, I, I know, and every time I see you, you, you sing it to me, and I'm always like, "What are you talking about?" Because I don't remember it at all. So when the episode airs, y'all can sing the song that Alan loves, and I clearly don't remember. I was in some fugue state at that point. I was so nervous about what we did to Alex. Stop! Mm-hmm. Stop, honey! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I know, it brings you back to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the auntie or whoever that yelled at, you oh, know, yeah. kid, that oh. is it. That I, I was shaking already. I was, I was um, holding the, the, the staircase rail. <laughs> yes. I'm going to you. I go, Renee, Renee, what do My we favorite do? thing, and yeah. I hope they left it in, although I don't know if they did, is where I was standing, a very specific spot in between 12 cameras. I saw you sort of like grab onto the thing and you literally backed away and like yeah. snuck out the side. And yeah. then the, and, and the, then you had to walk quote out. guy yeah. uh, from the County has to go and come in. So I can't yeah. watch the very end. I wanted to see her, just her right. reaction to that moment. Well, you'll see it on the show <laughs> or everyone else who's listening probably saw it last night. I'm excited to see the whole thing come together. Alex, will you ever trust him again? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I know if I ever do want to cheat I, on her, I still love what you. not to do. I still love <laughs> yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. In, in, in some way, I did it for the greater good. <laughs> you did. And in another way, just I blame, your, I blame your husband. Yes, no, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> um, listen, it was a super fun day that we got to have together, even though it was wild. And I'm glad that it can provide a little bit of entertainment for everyone. And I'm glad oh. that our industry gets represented by people who actually work in it. Yep. And... It, this was all real. I mean, everything that happened, yeah. it was yeah. it was absolutely real, absolute, you know, real emotions. And, uh, and yeah. we got- I don't know if anyone watches and thinks that she faked that, then they, I mean, Meryl Streep couldn't have faked that. The woman, you were shaking. You were yeah. physically shaking. And the thing yeah. is, I told them when we were, when we were, you know, what do you think her reaction is going to be? And I basically pegged it. She's going to start <laughs> shaking. And once she finds out, she's going to pound on my chest. I mean, right. that's exactly, that's how, exactly what that's how it went down. That's what happened. I love it. Well, listen, guys, for everyone listening, uh, please go watch Prank Panel. It's on ABC. Um, eventually, it'll be, on, yeah, it'll be on Hulu for um, for those of you who like to binge watch together. It's an honor working that's right. with you. That's right. Hey, as long as you're keeping it in the family, that's oh what's going He will not stop with the song. All right, friends, thanks for being here, and right. I will talk to you next time. Thank you. Hi, too. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.